episode 294 of the Global From Asia podcast. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. All right. I hope everybody's having a great day. I am on a six or seven hour bus ride to Baguio City in the Philippines. I'm going to do a little workshop uh, this Friday the 21st for e-commerce sellers to learn how to do some sourcing strategies. I will say China, but it could be anywhere in the world really, dealing with factories. Um, at least in my experience over the 10-15 years I've been doing it is being extra clear and doing your research, making good specs. So I'll be doing a three-hour workshop with uh, with some cool local Filipino entrepreneurs. I'm really excited about this. And this week's show is another one. It's, oh, yeah, and I feel like we got really a lot of great, great guests these days. Carlos Alvarez, the wizard of Amazon. I met him in Miami. He's he's down in South Florida. He does amazing meetups. I went to one of his meetups a couple of years ago when I was visiting my family in Florida. And this guy really has so much knowledge, so much experience. And uh, it got I felt I got a little bit emotional in this one. I mean, he's talking about the ups and downs of his experiences um, starting his e-commerce business, getting ripped off from a I don't know if it's a factory or just uh, some kind of scumbag, but he talks about that. It gives some insights about launching, some the old days versus today's days of e-commerce. And um, it's a really fascinating one. And thank you all for the messages. It's been an intense, intense month for me with this whole coronavirus. Um, we're working on a massive write-up, roundup from others in the community as well for the blog. But... We just got to do what we got to do, right? Um, but anyway, I don't want to take up too much of this time. I'll talk about it in a blah, blah, blah session if you want to hear some of the updates of my coronavirus epidemic uh, situation or other things happening in, in life and business while I do this bus ride into Baguio. I mean, we're in this huge 40-passenger 40 40 bus in these windy little roads in the mountains of the north philippines pretty wild all right let's let's jump into this amazing interview with carlos it's, it's great talking about his journey his story and some really good insights for sellers so I, I hope you guys enjoy i know i did do you enjoy these podcasts and things that are happening in the community here and you want to get back get back even more involved with what's happening connect with me and others in the community as well as private members calls a whole library of courses private events meetups masterminds and more GFAVIP.com is a huge initiative we've been working on actually for many years, but we're making an even bigger push in 2020 and we've gotten great feedback from our members and we want to give back to those that want to contribute to what we're doing. GFAVIP.com to learn more as well as sign up and apply today. Hope to see you on the inside. So thank you everybody for tuning to another Global From Asia podcast. This one's, uh, I mean, man, it's, he's been on my list for a while. I'm, I'm, had, I'm so happy we've, uh, we've gotten this to happen. Carlos Alvarez down in Wizards of Amazon podcast and community in Miami, Florida. Thanks so much for coming on, Carlos. What's up, man? <laughs> <It's exciting laughs> What's up? Here. You're part of the inspiration. I started a podcast, so wow. this, is, this is nice. 
Wow, there we go, man. Full circle here. I had a show. It's really cool, man. Uh, yeah, you've been doing great with your events. I, I, I'm on your uh, Eventbrite our meetup list, and I get the updates, and I see your, your posts on social. You guys have been growing like crazy. I mean, how many meetups are you doing now? I, Six, 16 events per month. That's uh, in five s- of them are in Spanish. I mean, it's in Miami. Yeah. And they're relatively new, so I think we can double our group size just in Spanish, but... Our, our English group, obviously the bigger one, is 11 events per month, and we are we are the largest Amazon seller meetup group in the world. Yeah, I would say, man. And uh, even when I was there, oh, man, it's like two or three years now. I can't believe time is flying, but yeah. I, I think, think last time you came, there was an issue, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, like wifey had an issue coming in or something, and yeah. we were all struggling. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, we were at bonsai was... meeting afterwards, talking. Yeah, yeah we were hanging on the pillows, and I think my uh, sister-in-law was there <laughs> sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> my dad. <laughs> yeah, and my kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, man. next time you're in sunny Miami, you definitely got to give me a heads up because I want you to present. I want to share. I want to share. Definitely, for sure. I can't, I got to get back. That's where my the fam's not far, so for sure. So. So yeah, so it's great to get you on here, and we will. Um, we we've got so much to cover. Honestly, there's just so much to talk about. But um, maybe first, a little bit of introduction about about yourself and and how you how you got started online. Um, sure, I I don't have any specialized education um, as far as you know finance or business edu- formal education or anything like that. I was a um, really as a kid, just a just. A troublemaker. Uh, I got into all kinds of stuff, and heading the wrong way fast is the best description there. And I, you know, fast forward into some of my later years. I now we're talking about late twenties or very early thirties. I had this. Ex- I like to say I had this expensive ex-girlfriend. Uh, oh. Obviously, felt I was in love at the time, and I just was trying to hold down a lot of jobs and get you know, gifts and I was at, it's pretty pathetic, but that's where I was. And oh, okay. I, you know, no job was enough. I was working at Publix, delivering subs. Um, just, I think, uh, yeah, selling cigars on the side wow. and, and then trying to get any odd hustle I could. If somebody had a truck to unload, like call me, you know, you had a degreaser in the middle of the night you need done. I'm there and anything <laughs> to get a few extra dollars to, you know, to buy some stuff or, uh, fake it, I guess you can say to make it look like I was doing better than what I was. And then that just wasn't enough. So I started selling on eBay. So okay. we're at maybe 15 plus years ago or some, something yeah. in that range. And I, little by little, I mean, eBay was a lot different back then, but little by little I was you know, making more than my sub route. So I dropped the sub route, then Publix, then all these different jobs. So eventually I'm doing eBay full time. Friends and family obviously feel that I am not going to end up the way they kind of felt I was going <laughs> to end up, which was bad, you know, maybe – you know, locked away for life or ODing or something like that. Like I, I, I'm afraid they feared the worst. And then they pulled up some money, gave me some money to invest in my company. Um, the, the amount was like 80, $81,000. Okay. I immediately, uh, I had discovered, I thought I was the only one that discovered Alibaba. At the time. <laughs> and I wasn't telling anybody. And I had these like, um, they're adult novelties. Can I say what that is on the show? Like which sure. adult? Like, sure. Oh yeah. They were, they were, they were cock rings. Okay. And, <laughs> Like vibrating cock rings, I was getting for like 16 cents from uh, the factory. Still around, they're amazing. Called Pleasure Chest. Okay. And my rep was named Elvis. Surreal. <laughs> so 16 cents, I'm selling them for like 20 something dollars on eBay, and they're flying. 
Amazing. So when I get all this money, I'm, I just go to the, I go to Elvis and I'm like, man, I, I want to get $81,000 of this stuff. And he said, well, the obvious, like we don't have that in stock, but we'll, we'll do it. I, I didn't understand how that worked. And I thought that he was not taking me serious. Like what kind of factory doesn't have $81,000 of this stuff just lying around? Um, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense now, but I instead went on Alibaba and found someone that was really ready to do business. And his name was Usman Sise factory in Hong Kong that manufactured these things and I sent him the money and he stole everything from me oh, um, man. and then you know a quick Google search you find that this is something that actually happens if you don't do your due diligence and low point I I try to pivot from that not even pivot I try to fake it to where my friends and family don't know that I lost their money and mm. even then they probably would have you know some of them would have probably thought oh he stole it from me or the other ones would have probably been like you know, what, what, what did we think? You know, we tried. But in the process of trying to get some capital again to keep going and selling, I went to go sell two of my reptiles. Uh, a bunch of things were happening, but this is the one that most people, I guess, <laughs> like hearing the most of this story. But I, I go to sell two of my reptiles and some people in front of me, um, you know, they're checking out and one person was buying, uh, paying like 25 bucks for 50 live worms. <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, I will dig for these things. I'm a hard worker. Uh, I wind up breeding them. I find an article that, that talks about how zoos could save money with the herpetology department if they bred them. And I actually bred them. Uh, eventually, you know, I need to get it out of my house. You know, code enforcement's getting on my case. My ex had enough. She's gone. And... Fast forward and I wind up sell about 10 months working 90 hours a week sleeping on the warehouse floor I wind up getting approached and sell the company for 2.6 million dollars um, Selling live insects on Amazon and eBay obviously merchant fulfilled, but <laughs> the uh, during that time I was also um, I, I needed some kind of money to survive because even though that business was bringing in a lot of money I needed to constantly invest in infrastructure for that, like uh, equipment to sort, um, extra bins to grow, uh, certifications or licenses that are needed. And I was dabbling with, I guess, what we call arbitrage now. And um, that eventually graduated into into wholesale. Okay. Okay. Fascinating, man. There's a lot to that story. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, eBay, it seems like eBay was the start yeah, for a lot of people's stories. I mean, uh, myself included. I, eBay was the the gateway for e-commerce, and to, the, a lot is. And it kind of leads into the next next question or next point is, I mean, back then, you know, the margins and uh, the the whole like the whole state of e-commerce is so much different, right? I mean, I don't know. I, that this question could be a whole show by itself, but. Uh, you know, I think what I want to talk about today is just kind of like some unique product launch ideas in today's world, you know, a review strategies. And of course, we already talked about your events, but, um, you know, just give us some, give some people some creativity. Because I think basically when we're trying, unless you don't agree with me, I think it's much more competitive now or not. I mean, I guess it's always too late to sell online, no, I, but it's, I, I, there's still time, right? Yeah, there's definitely a lot more competition now. But I feel like that's balanced out or it's even greater skewed towards more opportunity. Mm. Uh, like, uh, I forget how long you've been selling, but you know how impossible oh, it felt oh, to sell a yeah. when you first yeah. started? Like, 
connecting the dots just to sell in yeah. Canada. Well, then impossible. Yeah, I mean, that's FBA made it much cut out a lot of the extra all that logistics stuff, right? Like, I mean, you know, the nightmare inventory and the warehousing and uh, yeah, like the import process and third-party warehouses and integrating shopping carts with with warehouses and a lot of X gotten cut out with uh, with Amazon. Right. So I think I think the opportunity is greater, but if you attempt to succeed in your business the way I attempted to, or when you attempted to X amount of years later, if you try to snapshot that and repeat it, yes, it is so much harder. There's so much more competition. But if you take advantage of things that are coming out daily, that, I mean, just, just recently, not so recently with one of them, but Amazon Live Video. Yep. What? I'm crushing it on Amazon Live Video. Um, Amazon Posts. This is something that I feel is going to really tip the scales towards uh, the importance of brands over over that hundred mile, you know, mile wide, inch deep approach. Instead, you're going to need to niche down. So these things didn't exist when we um, yeah. began. Yeah. So the opportunities are greater if you use them. Fantastic. If you try to say, "Oh, I saw how such and such guru did this five years ago, and I heard his story, so I'm going to repeat that." No, it's it's pretty bad. Agree, totally agree. So, so yeah, it's it's true. So, I'm sure people know Amazon Amazon Live, but do you want to maybe share some ways? Are you using that for launch, or using that just uh, for like? I try to bring I try to bring everything but the kitchen. I mean, everything possible to bear in a launch. Um, the things I try never to touch for myself is I'm not a fan of you know deep discount giveaways. Um, I'm not a fan of rebate after the fact, even though it works, I get it. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm personally not a fan of it. Um, and, and I am a fan of, you know, preparing for a launch months in advance prior to actually launching, uh, so sort of the Pat Flynn, will it fly approach, you know, mm. building my list, testing my content. Yeah. If I'm going to say, Oh yeah, Facebook ads are cool. Can I efficiently target the audience that I want to use to launch, um, and Amazon Live Video now is just one additional, you know, weapon in the arsenal. And, and what's really working for us is low production quality video and using verbal search find buys. Mm. So let me break that down. So low, low uh, video quality. So like kind of looking more like genuine, like user user generated. Phone TikTok. Yeah. That's I yeah. Yeah. Literally I was just looking at Pampers video on uh, on uh, the listings just for some reason I was just going through with somebody on the team and yeah, they had really like user generated videos on their main product video of one of their main products just showing users using it, not just not some high high production quality video right in a studio. So yeah, it's definitely working a lot better, and we've tested it. I mean, we never sat down and said, let's create a whole bunch of good stuff and a whole bunch of bad stuff. But in the process of just trying a lot of things and looking back at, at the data or, or the result of the video, speaking to Amazon Live Video, and the results are clearly in favor of, you know, just, just open your phone and go. Don't even worry about a gimbal in most cases. Like, it's just open your phone and go, and the results are a million times better than if you don't. It makes me think of uh, 
I had I I did I did a talk once differences of Chinese and American e-commerce and one I used to say but maybe it's not true anymore is Chinese e-commerce they trust really bad quality photos because it mean must mean you you really have it whereas if it's like right. some hot yeah. they think if it's a really good quality photo you just jacked it off the internet and stuck it on your uh, on your listing so they think the real yeah. crappy one that you took with your phone is your, your photo of the actual product but maybe it's I, even. I I never looked at it like that, but that's 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 crazy. That's true. It, yes, China style, man. They don't believe it. It's all about. It's, I guess everywhere is about trust, but Chinese especially. Uh, they want to feel like it's really your your product. But uh, and uh, sorry, if the second part, the second one, low quality, you know, like natural looking video. And what was the second part? Um, the second the second thing that I use with that sort of video is. Um, we used to call it treasure hunts. I think in the Amazon space now, we're just calling it search, find, buys. Yeah, search, find, buys. Yeah. You're not putting a, a clickable link mm-hmm, mm-hmm, video, mm-hmm. so I'm calling it like a verbal search, find, yeah, buy. Yeah, that's or what you got. Search, yeah. find, buy queue, letting them know um, here's a promo code. And maybe if you are using a little higher production, maybe like VMix or, or Telest- some, some of the Telestream products, Wirecast, uh, you could throw a promo code up on the screen that sits at the bottom and the product that you're actually talking about in the video, instead of having it as a clickable link below, um, speaking about it and letting them know which search terms they could use to search for this yeah. product and accurately find it between page blank and blank. Uh, that's working really well. It's, it's, it's a good, it's, isn't it? It just seems like back to Gorilla Basics. Like you used to make these hyperlinks to make it easier, but now... You know, both of your uh, both of your tips are like kind of like, I guess it's like people are going back to the old school. You know, they want to see oh, the they, real. They always do. <laughs> What's that? It seems like they always do. Yeah, I guess they always go back to the old school. But but yeah, I mean, you know, to look genuine, to look real, to look like you know, and then uh, yeah, and then actually have people search and scroll. Yeah, it's something I've we've we I've been in some meetups in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and. Of other places and they're also saying yeah, scroll find me on page five between five and six and then yeah search this keyword and then yeah trying to try to boost things up like that it's uh yeah it's the old-fashioned way because then yeah we don't want to even bring up super url anymore right so yeah. i don't apparently apparently everyone still says you know they're still dancing around that i remember and i think when you when you first started selling it was right around the time that a lot of people got in trouble for super URL. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. apparently if you call it a two-step URL, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but it's all good. I mean, everyone should play to their strengths and, and, and do what's working for them, I think. Uh, for me, that's just right now, you know, live video posts, email marketing is alive and well for me, Facebook ads, um, reviews are not really an issue and I think Amazon's making it easier. I'm not, I'm not in yeah. love with the Earth reviewer program, but now Vine rolling out for your, your seller central account. Um, and me being, I don't know if we're in agreement here, but me being nine, 17 to 21 reviews. And I, I, you know, I really don't think much more about reviews after that. Mm. I just work with the quality of my reviews. So they do enough there and I can get enough in reviews in creative ways. Uh, so it's it's all good. I mean, that, using that has been and contests, contest trivia and polls. My 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 formula. That's pretty much it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's true once you get enough social proof, you know, once you get enough reviews. And then there's even these ratings now, not even text reviews. And then they're, they're globally merging. All the global reviews are now merged into the listings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of changes. I, I think that they're making it where you just click, you know, you just rate it without text because you know the game people are much more likely to leave a one star if they're angry than a five star if they're happy, you know? I mean, that's just the way it is from eBay, Amazon, you know, any platform. Pissed off people get a bad food at a restaurant, they're going to leave the Yelp review, you know, not the happy customers, you know, the happy. Of course, there's happy ones that do it, but there's a lot of other happy ones that don't do it. So I think Amazon's probably making it easier to get those five star not without the heavy amount of text, you know, um, to try to offset those angry one-star people. So, uh, oh yeah, I agree. have you been messing around any? I'm doing it, and I'm seeing a much higher uh, result on getting reviews, mostly positive, from manually going in to the order section to the order, and now you can just click uh, ask for a review. Yeah, um, that's working for us. Yeah, we've been doing it too, and then we haven't tried to. Now, there's people talking in groups about the Chrome plugins that do it automatically, but we're still doing it with our hand, you know, our human. Yeah, I'm scared to touch it with the automa- automation. I know it's just scary. Um, another one we're talking, we're we're actually we're we're getting nervous about our because I, I don't know I haven't really talked I, I did the I did that brand uh, the coffee products and I merged it with a bigger group of sellers. Uh, and here in Manila, and uh, one thing is, um, we're getting scared of the inserts. We're really getting scared. We think, but I don't know how can Amazon really say no inserts, no websites on your packaging? Like I can't, they can't do that because I mean, if multi-channel sellers, you know. But we're getting a little well, bit paranoid website, about I think the packaging is fine. I mean, I haven't heard. You've heard something that says you can't have websites on your packaging. Literally in a meeting today, one of the guys on our team, internal team, was saying he heard that is against TOS now. I'm like, that's bull, man. I mean, this is your product, you know? Like, how is Amazon going to say what I I can put on my product package? I think it's the verbiage that goes with it. If it's go here to receive a rebate if you you left and leave a picture of your review to get blank, I think that matters, but... I think everyone expects to see certain things on packaging, like the ingredients, who made it, where it's from, yeah. some contact, and, and that's a website. Exactly. Uh, I, you know, if that website, you go to it, and the landing page, I mean, the, the only thing it is, is a way to get Amazon reviews and to game it, and Amazon was to look, then I think in that instance, it would be an issue. Agreed, um, agreed. Well, yeah, we're getting a little bit nervous about our, our uh, inserts, but... We never really asked straight up for five star reviews, but you know, of course, we try to say give us, uh, you know, your warranty or um, you know, um, join our community is the one I think I, I've used in some of the cards. Um, so there's some debate in our team even about phasing it out or not, but uh, it is getting. That's the thing, we, right? We face out anything on an insert or packaging that ask, even asks for a review, regardless of the verbiage. Even mm-hmm. though I know there's a lot of appropriate ways that you could ask, just because uh, right, right now there seems to be too much of a, like, too strong of a magnifying glass by Amazon on yeah. everything reviews. And when we stepped back and looked at it from what we can do uh, from emails, from what we can do just reaching out on sites and 
sponsoring meetup events and shows and uh, going on Yelp and finding high quality reviewers in our niche that we don't have an issue with getting reviews. Now, if we needed to get a thousand to fifteen hundred reviews per product, and that was like what we thought was necessary, then yeah, I, I would have an issue. But we're good. We do amazing on a, on a new product launch with you know getting that first twenty five to fifty reviews um, relatively fast, and I don't. It doesn't have much of a negative impact on me. But yeah, yeah, I think it's true. So yeah, we're, we might start to even kind of tone that down, even though I don't think we're. We're uh, messing with it too much, but we're thinking about toning that down. But um, um, thinking here, there's there's a few different directions we can go. But actually, I kind of want to go back to your story, honestly, or maybe your journey, because uh, sure, do it. Yeah, like um, let's go back to the let's go back to the journey. So, so then, uh, can you maybe fast forward a little bit through? Um, yeah, I mean, I horribly got burned, burned by that guy in Hong Kong. Maybe we can go find him still. But uh... <laughs> Usman Cisse. Yeah, I've scoured the web for years looking for that person. I mean, not not. What am I gonna do? Go all the way over to Asia and then get into a problem? No. But I mean, that was. I think that was just the testosterone in me. But mm. I'm, I'm. It was such an important lesson. I wish we could have done it another way. But where I'm at now, um, in my life, in my business, if that was the only way to have gotten here is to go through that, then I'd do it again. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it, it allowed me to, what would be equivalent to burning the boats? That was the, you ever heard the saying like, yeah, you know, like in yeah, the, that, that, the war, like the Trojans or I don't know if it's Italy or they burned the boats when they would go to invade a new country. Cause basically the general says uh -huh. you're not going home unless right. you win. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all, all in, win or nothing. Um, and I wouldn't give that same advice to somebody who's got a job and wants to start on Amazon. I wouldn't say quit your job, burn the boats. But in my case, that was – I didn't have a great deal of options. And fortunately, it worked out tremendously in my favor. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know what else on the journey you'd like. I mean once we sold well, the I mean, business. You, we kind of went fast through the live worms and then you sold that multi-channel and then sold it. Is that kind of that was what I call sold it? On, sold it on eBay and Amazon. Merchant fulfilled. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm in. Uh, that's my largest. Uh, we did. We did a little over. We did a little over forty million in gross sales on live insects just last year. Okay. And, and now I have five different brands. You know, in this in the cigar space, the wine accessory space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, live insects, uh, food. But once the non compete was over, I got back in it. Okay. Um, the well, we're actually in a similar space. Uh, coffee. Yep, um, yep. I remember we yeah, talked about but, it. Yeah, so we um, – that didn't immediately happen. I sold a bunch of brands that I started on Amazon once that one was sold and I realized that the money I made from that um, at, the, at the, the rate of my new lifestyle of living, <laughs> I broke within a year. So I needed to – I did really good way back when on the Whiskey Stones. I was like the second one to get in that when it came out. Um, and, and I've done really good in the hair space and I've just pivoted into a lot of different things. But during that time, reinvesting all my profits into the business, I, I made a ton of mistakes, you know, with mm -hmm. business partners. I mean, I have a ton of business partners to this day. Yeah. Um, I feel like you I, I have did, some similar, uh, hustles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I got into wholesale a lot. I, once I sold that business, I built another one to, I think it was, I hate getting into numbers, but in this case, it's really just 
to, to emphasize how they mean nothing. And that is, we, we got to like 14, between 14, 16 million in a wholesale business. And, and I couldn't even put gas in my car. Man. I, I, like we were so upside down on cash flow and important things in the business that, uh, it was just crazy. So, I mean, fortunately we, all those really bad things, I'm glad we got them out of the way. Um, and, and then here we are fast forward uh, a whole bunch of years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess, you know, we're getting towards a wrap up, um, but uh, just some ideas like of how you structure all these brands. Are these under one kind of entity, multiple partners? I mean, I'm just also curious even, and I don't know, yeah, maybe you um, can share with the list. A ton of partners. I'd say uh, at different businesses rivaling close to 16 at a time. And I have uh, 13 or 14 seller accounts. A few of them are dormant, so I don't know the exact number. And when I, when I first got into it, I ran everything under one account, but I got suspended in the yeah. very beginning. Way towards the beginning, I know. and that's another thing to throw back to the beginning of the episode. It's a lot easier to get unsuspended now than it was then. There was mm. no recourse. There was no Amazon lawyers. Mm. Um, I would have paid fifty thousand <laughs> to get unsuspended back then, and now it's a few thousand bucks. But the I realized that I didn't want to put everything in one basket, so I thought getting different accounts would help. So as I, as I had businesses that were, that sold products that were very conflicting, like adult novelties with baby toys, with coffee, with live insects, I would get permission from Amazon to open up these other accounts, which is now, you know, 13, 14 seller accounts with Amazon's blessing, you know, four or five vendor central accounts. Um, we're at, uh, we're at 81 domestic employees, 242 virtual assistants. Amazing. Um, so it's, it's, it's turned into something really big. Uh, I separate the businesses, though, to get to your exact question, by different accounts and different businesses now, just because I learned in selling a business that the ease of transferability, it plays a really important role in the selling of the business. That's not to say if you have everything run under one that you can't sell it. I'm not saying that, but I found that it becomes significantly easier if everything has its own account. Agreed. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, so we have, I'm a partner at Alpha Rock and uh, we have, uh, we, we're actually raise we raise money and we have, uh, but we have about, I think, eight seller accounts. And then, yeah, we try to per brand unless, but we also look at it by revenue too. So if it's too much, we kind of want to diversify revenue, but we usually want to keep one brand, but sometimes we'll put a few smaller brands under one and sometimes we'll split it off. But, sure. uh, but yeah, I think uh, somewhat similar, but. We are torn about sep- – there's people I want to just own one brand, but we don't want to do that because we don't want to compete internally with our team, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and our resources. So if we have everybody – the owners are at the one top level, you can be less uh, emotional about which brand's performance because there's not right. like competing yep. investors or partners on different brands for resources, I guess. Oh, that makes sense. Well, no, you'd know best. I, I, I did well, I it just by, I guess, I, failing forward. Yeah, so no, I hear you, man. I'm just uh, my resources, like my virtual assistants and my resources and my team is under one separate business. And all the businesses that use them, they are hiring them, per se. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Awesome, man. And uh, this has been a fascinating conversation. And um, what? What are, I mean, of course people can, you know, you got your podcast, Wizard, Wizards of Amazon and your events in Miami. Uh, 
what are how can people find that or other things that you're doing and and uh, you know what what are, what are some things people can can follow or get involved with that you're up to? Yeah, I mean, I would love. I mean, my you know, I've had a lot of inspiration, and your your podcast was one of the inspirations for me starting a podcast. So <laughs> awesome, I mean, man. anybody that's listening to this that that liked anything I said, wizard, if they jump over and give me a listen on Wizards of Amazon yeah, podcast, sure. that would be huge. I put my phone number out there and I do it here, 305-902-1283. Like I pick it up and I reply to text. Oh, text wow. is probably easier. Amazing. Um, I, you know, Wizards of Amazon on Facebook, Wizards of Amazon Facebook group, uh, Instagram. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, I, I started one. It's not for another year, but I, I started an event called Online Seller Cruise. We just got back from it. You're actually on my list to get to go on the cruise. Honestly, you're on my list for uh, (laughs) some event too, man. Yeah, I'd love to make it. Uh, Chris Davey was just uh, at this one at Online Seller Cruise. Pretty pretty wild. Like your name came up a few times. Yeah, yeah, I saw photos of him with Cindy. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the easy. That's pretty much every way to reach me: phone number, social media, everything. And um, if you have any questions, just 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 ask. Okay. Sure. I do. I love talking about it. Yeah, I mean, you're really the most social guy. I mean, yes, we connected uh, on your events and uh, and uh, all the amazing community things you, you do. So I really, I think everybody, thank, I thank you on behalf of everybody for what you do for the community. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll get this all up and I'll try to link as much as I can in the show notes. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think that that's, that's, a, that's a wrap, man. Thanks so much for sharing, buddy. I could check this off my bucket list now. I got yeah, your bucket. dude, checked. I can just retire now. <laughs> it's all the hang up the hat. Because you're That's on it. the show. <laughs> the highlight of my year, as well as many people that are listening to this show and in the community, is our cross border summit. Can you believe it's our fifth annual this year in 2020? We picked November 19th and 20th, 2020, in Chiang Mai, Thailand this time, moving it out of mainland China. Seems like uh, everything is moving out of China lately. We've been getting amazing speakers lined up, amazing people, amazing venue. It's a highlight of my life, <laughs> seriously, all these different ones. And I hope to see some of you there. If you're interested to learn more, crossbordersummit.com slash Thailand. And of course, our GFA VIP members get first priority and access. All right, I'm at 2% battery life. I took the back row of the bus. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you guys do you choose the front or the back in your bus rides. They let you choose here. I bought it online, even Victory Liner, not bad. And uh, stuck on a mountain. I can't believe this bus can go up this steep of a hill. And I'm at 2% battery. I hope I don't lose this recording. It's the blah 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 session, so you know. You can, you can just stop listening <laughs> if you want. The good stuff's over. Thank you, Carlos, for that. I mean, actually, we, him and I had some scheduling issues. Um, planning to go into his show soon and to uh, share my stories and experiences with his audience. But that's what it's all about. It's really about making amazing things happen and sharing your experiences, sharing your knowledge. I'll be doing that in Baguio. I actually have a webinar today, too, with... Davide Nicolucci, one of our amazing previous guests and speakers at the Cross Border Summit and more. So for me, I said I would talk about it at the end of the show. I'm at 1% battery life now. I'm turning the dimness screen all the way down. Hopefully I can make it. But yeah, you know, for me, like Peter, they reached out. I, thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Coming to the events and the GFA VIP. 
input and joining our calls. But yeah, I know I'm I'm down, man. I got my teeth cleaned. He asked. I did find a teeth cleaning. Actually, it's in the newest. I've moved like three times in one month in Manila. I mean, never not counting moving Chiang Mai to China to Thailand, the Philippines. When I was here, I moved three times. So. Uh, found a dentist in my apartment building. Can you believe it? On a third floor. An elevator pops open and I see a dentist office. I'm like, what? It's a residential building. I guess they had a couple commercial floors. I don't even know from the outside it exists. I don't know how they get customers, but I, I did a walk-in and got my teeth cleaned. But she says I don't have a cavity. Or she says it's very, very, very small. It's like level one. And it's my choice to get a drill, you know, get it or not. So I said, "Ah, I don't feel like getting a drilling today. So I have a minor cavity still. I never heard of a dentist that lets you keep your cavity, but this one's pretty awesome. And she says, just top on down. Take the elevator down anytime you want. I'll just check out your teeth. Paid her a thousand peso, which is like 20 bucks. And uh, got a little bit of cleaning and done. But I'm feeling a little bit better, Peter, and others. But yeah, this coronavirus, you know, it just... I left, it's been really crazy 2020, man, like seriously, I, I left China, I arrived in Manila, volcano explodes, and then after that, a virus is spreading everywhere, and at the same time, it's split from my family, I'm on mikesblog.com slash bbc, yeah, my personal blog, they let me in bed, uh, I was on BBC Radio Live in the UK with my wife, they patched us both in, dialed us both in, and put us on radio to ask us how it feels to be split up, and... I'm watching WeChat videos of my kids, you know, and they're like quarantined in their apartment. It's, yeah, it's stressful as heck. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff where I'm super busy with Alpha Rock Capital. We're rebranding the studio here for, for just graphics and uh, just so much happening and working hard on this membership for Global From Asia. We have webinars. It's just been intense, you know, like intense. But like Peter said, I'm just going to work my butt off now so I, when I do spend time with my family I'll I'll just you know I love these podcasts I hope to always do this for the rest of my life but you know maybe some of the other work stuff or some of the other stuff hopefully my team is trained hopefully systems are in place um, and hopefully you guys are joining the membership and coming to our uh, summits and our masterminds and stuff like that but alright this is 0% and it's flashing so I don't want to lose this recording uh, but yeah Coronavirus has been a rock, rocked me up, man. Seriously. And of course, we don't know about inventories. And I have a huge roundup, globalmedia.com slash coronavirus. Hopefully, it'll be online by the time this show is on, where we're going to have amazing input from industry experts and members in the community, quotes, pictures, insights, some jokes, and more. Check it out there. And I'm um, over and out. Next week, we got a really great show, too. I mean, so many amazing interviews. Thanks for uh, guests sharing with us. And, uh, over and out glow from asia episode i forgot the number but i don't want to lose this recording see you later bye-bye to get more info about running an international business please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com that's www.globalfromasia.com also be sure to subscribe to our itunes feed thanks for tuning in